from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good morning and a warm welcome to your frequency 91.3 FM or to streaming at vocfm.co.za and in the Borland 95 with FM, the voice of the Cape. In this segment, focusing on Bessie. Um, that is the that wins uh, Miss SA prize for sterling work in community. So we have Bolelua Basi, um, and she's of Bolelua Basi Services as well. Bolelua, good morning to an indeed a warm, warm welcome. Good morning, Aisha. It's such a great honor and a pleasure to be here today. Well, the honor is ours, as we all know that, uh, especially to our listeners, that every Tuesday morning we f- feature an entrepreneur and women empowerment segment. And I think, you know, this aptly fits you into this, uh, you know, segment. <laughs> as well and I think you know just reading your long biography uh, at such a young age a great inspiration I must admit to our community sure. and the work and services that you offer so please tell our listeners more about Bolero Wabesi services and when it was established. Bolero Wabesi services um, really started in in the early 2000s actually um, and it, 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 it really was about uh, telling the African narrative, but an authentic one. And um, it, it was officiated in 2017. And really what it was about and is about, it's about extending communication services um, to, you know, your digital community and your traditional media. And as I've said, it's really about focusing on telling a positive African narrative how often have we had a history where, you know, our history was told on our behalf and the idea was really to think about telling the African narrative not from the perspective of somebody standing from a hotel room but to actually tell the African narrative um, from the perspective of someone who grew up, for example, in Langa Township and in Guguletu and in Soweto. But over and above that, it is also about telling the African narrative from the perspective of women empowerment, um, uh, youth enablement. Um, and so it's, 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 it's really about creating a conduit that is going to be a voice of the African nation, but telling its story in a way that it can be proud of. Most definitely, and who best to do it, like you said, uh, but uh, by somebody that grew up within those areas so from grassroots level already, you know exactly what the story is you want to be told to okay. the world as well. So, briefly tell us about the Miss South Africa Play Your Part Ambassador Awards 2020 Prize and the sterling work that you have been doing within communities. Yes. Sure. Where do I begin? <laughs> I said, you, you know, you're so young and I look at how young you started all of this yes. as well. Bolelua. So I think there's going to be a great legacy that you'll be leaving behind Thank one so day. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, look, I'm, I'm no longer youth now. I'm turning, <laughs> officially turning 40 next week. So... Um, it's like the prophetic saying, you a youth until 40. Exactly. Life <laughs> begins at 40. Uh, so I believe. But... I started the work in communities, as you say, at grassroots level um, as a young person. I was, in fact, much earlier than when I was 26 years old. I started an entity which is called Lyrical Base Project. 
um, which is a youth, um, initially started out as a youth empowerment and a youth enablement entity. It was really about elevating the profiles of writers and performing artists, initially within Cape Town and now within South Africa. And it was about creating a publishing and, uh, you know, a performance platform for performance poets and to create a publishing platform for uh, creative thinkers and and writers so that was lyrical based project and how it started out and then I moved on well it stems from the fact that I'm, I'm a writer myself I'm a performance poet um, I'm a social commentator and I, it was just about creating a safe space um, where we could create together and then I, in, two, in 2012, I started Sisters in Solidarity mm-hmm. South Africa, which is about um, the enablement of women through their businesses and organizations. I mean, we do know that we have a community of women who thrive in business um, and, and also in the establishment of their nonprofit organizations for the betterment of their own communities. And when I looked at these women and thought to myself, they're doing, you know, incredible work. It's just that they need some help um, with compliance and regulation so that they can be able to engage government or rather the the public sector as well as the private sector. So just a question. You've grown up within these areas, so you knew the talents that these people had. It wasn't something that you found, you know, at at, at later age, basically. But you wanted to take this to a next level for them. Indeed. Indeed. And I like the fact that you identify that it was about taking the women to the next level. They've already started with the groundwork and the work was already incredible in terms of the quality of work. But it was about getting them aligned with the relevant business regulatory bodies so that their businesses could thrive. So it's girl power all the way. It's girl power all the way. You're proudly South African and yet you're saying that you're a citizen of the world. Tell us how it (laughs) makes you feel and why you, you know, use that statement. I am a citizen of the world, but first and foremost, and fundamentally so, I am a South African. I, I was born in Soweto, and um, I grew up in Langa Township, as well as Ekukuletu. And so I think also the recognition or the alignment of, for lack of a better expression, my brand with brand South Africa and uh, being recognized by Miss South Africa in, in collaboration with Brand South Africa, Play Your Part initiative, um, was really about acknowledging the work um, that I had started um, these years ago. And it, it, it was about saying, we see the work that you have been doing and we acknowledge it to the extent and to the, to the degree that uh, we wish to award it. And so... At the Miss South Africa finale, um, the work was acknowledged um, through the showcasing of a video which was put together by Miss South Africa, um, which accounted uh, for the work that I have been doing uh, over the years. Polelwa, you're well-traveled. You're also being invited a lot to um, be a guest speaker, you know, locally and internationally as well. How does that make you feel? And what is the story that you actually tell? Because we're in democracy currently, yes. and obviously we know we are facing our challenges as well. And though we're thinking that, you know, we're taking people to a next level, there's still the trials that they are facing as well and many challenges that they are faced with as well. Indeed. So my position as a public speaker, as a corporate MC, um, 
and somebody who's been featured in different community spaces, um, both in corporate spaces and also in community spaces, puts me at an advantage. And so it is very important for me to be responsible with that kind of privilege um, that I've both created for myself and that has also been created for me to be the voice that represents those who are often not well represented in society. And so I always say to myself that I wish to use my position of influence to be able to communicate the things that are authentic to our communities, you know. And so... Mine, in as much as my role today, if I think about it, is to be a conduit, um, you know, within the context of the voice of the Cape, um, which I'm really proud to be representing. I feel like an ambassador of it already. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, because of the great work that you do here. And, uh, you know, it is all encompassing. It is all about doing work of positivity and enablement. And I believe that the voice is the most powerful tool that one can be able to engage a broader community. And so that role that you inquire about, about being a corporate MC and a, a guest speaker, is about throwing nuggets of wisdom in relation to the idea of the African narrative and the agenda of enablement of our country. Abolil was speaking the tongue of people. It's very important as yes, well. And indeed. also, you know, doing things uh, where people can really relate to as well. So yes. when we speak about empowering, are we just empowering and moving on? Or is that going back and looking if they have the proper resources, making sure that they, you know, become conduits as well? It's not just about yourself, but I'm sure you're taking many people along with you as indeed. well. You know, my philosophy is that... Um, Opportunity is really futile if it's not about the enablement of others. So that is my philosophy and that is the foundation of, you know, or rather the premise of my work. And so, indeed, the language, uh, being able to speak Isikosa and Isizulu because I am of the Kosa and Zulu heritage. Uh, although I look like many things, I call myself many. And I love that, that people sometimes can't even tell what race I am because I, 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 you know, I represent so many races and so many cultures. And so the power of language once again and, you know, being able to speak my mother tongues, Isikosa and Isizulu, is very critical in terms of being able to engage with community. Polelo, was this something you wanted all your life to be out there, to be an ambassador, to be a purpose, not just to yourself, but to others as well? I think, you know, when I was young, I, I really didn't think that it would culminate to what it is now. Um, I've always dreamt about having a positive impact wherever I am with whatever I have. And for me, it was a yearning to to fulfill a need, a community development need. And whether that would be doing it through writing or facilitating community uh, development and capacity building skills within the community, that was my the foundation of my passion and and it grew to what it is now into the spaces of influence where I find myself occupying and so my greatest passion is community development and skills transfer and and also the enablement of youth and women and so I guess and I suppose I'm where I am today because of that dream um, 
you know, it's 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 bigger than I am. Like they say, to dream the impossible dream, isn't it? But here it is a reality. You need to wake up sometime and make it a reality. And this is exactly Indeed. what Indeed. you've done. You know, I, I look, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at, you know, the, the character, the person sitting so upright here in front of me. <laughs> um, did you always have this, um, you know, self-esteem and the drive um, amongst your peers during your childhood to want to stand out and do something significant? You know, I... My mother took me for ballet lessons and <laughs> piano lessons, and I well, I suppose that's where the posture and you know of my body language. Um, so, but it's also about affirmation. Um, I grew up in a context where I was affirmed, um, although I was very different, and it was understood in my family that I was a very different child, and so. And sometimes, even though I was affirmed, sometimes it was difficult for a traditional context family to understand such a different child who has her own ideas of what the world is. And so I believe that those kinds of ideas that I have had, e even as a child, have actually contributed to the kind of activities and the kinds of culture that I engage my, or involve myself in. So it does begin at childhood. It's very important for parents um, to engage their children at the level that their children can understand so that we can begin to understand the formation and the development of the child in becoming the adults that will make a contribution towards the world. Okay. did COVID-19 in any way impact your plans for 2020? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's speak the truth. The reality of the impact of COVID-19 is, you know, I, I don't even have the words for the kind of impact it's had. But it's also given me an opportunity to reflect on the purpose of my work. Um, it, it, it reminded me of why I do the work I do. And it also it helped me strongly prioritize on what now needs to be done so one found themselves in a combative mode in a in a mode where they had to come with resolutions and solutions and um, it was a shock to all of us and you know I, I hope this is not misinterpreted but you know it, I believe in a sense that it was something that had to happen in a certain degree because it changed the landscape of the world. True. It enabled us to take a closer look at ourselves and ask, what on earth are we here for? And that question, you know, facilitates a purpose-driven life. And as you saw, uh, people began to get involved at a grassroots level and began to have a hand in the development of communities. So you saw the human element during the time of COVID-19. And that is the part that I'm, I'm, I'm pleased about, is that we began to, su to see a more human face, um, a, a much needed human face, even from a corporate perspective, where you would often find it would be difficult for corporate South Africa to have a hand at a grassroots level. Indeed. Uh, Bolelua, with the um, 16 days of activism against women and children abuse, um, the campaign happening pretty soon, what is your involvement with regards to this? So I've always been a mouthpiece of um, 
you know, 16 days of, of, of activism against, against child and women abuse. Um, you know, we also COVID-19 has highlighted the issue of gender-based violence. And, you know, this is something that we need to nip in the bud. It has always been happening, but, you know, being within close proximity of each other has, you know, deepened the the pandemic um and so and so it is it's 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 our responsibility both men and women to nip this in the bud and to confront it and um we we can't we just can't be two ways about it and so my involvement with uh, you know with this particular campaign is to ensure that within the communities uh in where in our work the women have the voice um, to speak up and to speak up against gender-based violence. Um, you mentioned earlier on about the performing arts and your collaboration. I think here we speak about that collaboration with the Artscape Theatre as well. Yes, Tell us about yes. it. Sure, I've had a long-standing relationship with the Artscape, and it's it's I'd say it's my second home okay. as an artist. <laughs> so that is where you know my artistry comes out to play. And, you know, from I'm a writer fundamentally, but my writing extends to the stage. So I take it from the page to the stage. And um, I would say that my responsibilities have also gone beyond that of being an artist, but of an ambassador um, to the arts industry. And so that is where the creative work comes out and, you know, to play. Can you think of the spoken word and if there's something that you have written um, to want to share with our listeners this morning as well? Please do. Of course. The universe itches at the soles of her resilient feet with its persistent requests. Step by step, she treads tactfully towards the accomplishment of each without a sigh in sound. Even when her shoulders emulate the shape of her burdens, the corners of her eyes crease with a smile whenever she's greeted by the innocence of her kind. Her arms welcoming, her intellect provocative, her tongue gentles and raged hearts and her beauty silencing. Grown men break into infant tongues in her presence, clumsy over her supremacy. Many have competed and all have self-ridiculed in a quest for her opulence, yet priceless is her worth. Her love is nothing short of God. She seeks connection with every soul she meets, found love first before knowing who she was. In random tragedy, she learns hard lessons through loss of many sentimentals, gains internal sharpening and with life surprising schooling, steps the world with a little bit of wisdom. Her footprints unravel mystery, her word speaks comprehension, and her exchange revives consciousness like stitches in assembly on a quilt. Every encounter is history recorded as she journeys with all the living's aspirations, dreams their success, mourns their loss, cries their tears, and fights for the feeble-minded one's sanity. It is this essence of women that propels the world to dreams fulfilled, gives birth to characters of excellence, cultured minds, conquering attitudes and celebrated spirits, because hers has always been blessed with the power of building not only a home, but also a nation.
She is the perfect poem poetry lovers seek. She is woman, a victor, not a victim. In Zika, yes, Thank you so much. I think that was absolutely amazing. <laughs> and you. the final question, how can the listeners get hold of you? I, well, my, uh, your listeners can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on Instagram, although I'm not huge on Instagram. I, I'm still quite old-fashioned. Okay. <laughs> but uh, they can find me as Bulelo Abase. Umamiya Tuanini Usbiu. Bulelo, thank you so much for being with us this morning. And we want to wish you all the success. And indeed for also keeping that, um, that woman inside of you alive and inspiring other women as well. Thank you so very much. It Have a indeed, great weekend. It's indeed been a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo.